Welcome to Jazz Piano Skills. I'm Dr. Bob Lawrence. It's time to discover, learn, and play jazz piano. Today, you're going to discover a key of A-flat major harmonic workout. And you're going to learn how to think within the key of A-flat major harmonically. And you're going to play essential jazz piano voicings. Block chords, traditional and contemporary shells, two-handed shapes, all of them using common harmonic motion and various rhythmic comping patterns. So as I always like to say, regardless of where you are in your jazz journey, a beginner, an intermediate player, advanced player, or even if you consider yourself an experienced and seasoned professional, you will find this Jazz Panel Skills podcast exploring a key of A-flat major harmonic workout to be very beneficial. If you are new to Jazz Panel Skills, if you are a new Jazz Panel Skills podcast listener, I want to welcome you and personally invite you to become a Jazz Piano Skills member. All you have to do to become a member is to visit jazzpianoskills.com. And once you arrive at the homepage, you can begin to explore the abundance of jazz educational resources, materials, and services that are available for you to use to help you significantly improve your jazz piano skills. For example... As a Jazz Piano Skills member, you have access to all of the educational podcast packets, the illustrations, the lead sheets, the play-alongs that I develop, I produce, and publish for every weekly podcast lesson. You should absolutely have these in your hands as you listen to the podcast episode, and you should absolutely have them sitting on the piano when practicing. You also, as a Jazz Piano Skills member, have access to the online sequential jazz piano curriculum, which is loaded with comprehensive courses, all of them using a self-paced format. There are educational talks, interactive media, video demonstrations, and all 12 keys, play-alongs, and much more. You also, as a Jazz Piano Skills member, have a reserved seat in the online weekly master classes, which are in essence a one-hour online lesson with me each and every week. And as an online, as an online, as a Jazz Piano Skills member, you have access to the online interactive fake book, which gives you access to jazz standards from the Great American Songbook. Enjoy chord changes, lead sheets, harmonic function lead sheets, play-along files, historical insights, inspirational recordings, and much more. It's an ever-growing collection. It's an ever-growing library of tunes that you should absolutely discover, learn, and play. You also, as a Jazz Piano Skills member, have access to the private Jazz Piano community hosting a variety of engaging forums. There are podcast-specific forums, course-specific forums, and, of course, general jazz piano forums as well. You'll have access to all of the forums, and you will have the ability to contribute to them as well, which I encourage you to do. Share, engage, and grow. The jazz piano community is a great place to do exactly that. And last but certainly not least, as a Jazz Piano Skills member, you have access to unlimited private, personal, and professional educational support with me whenever and as often as you need it. 
Again, just visit jazzpianoskills.com to learn more about all of these wonderful educational opportunities that await you and how to easily activate your membership. Now, there are several membership plans to choose from, and I am certain there is one perfect for you. But if you have any questions after you look everything over, if you have any questions at all, please let me know. I'm always happy to help in any way that I can. Okay, let's discover, learn, and play jazz piano. Let's get after the key of A-flat major harmonically. This A-flat major harmonic workout. Here we go. Okay, the key of C major, over. The key of F major, over. Key of B-flat major, over. Key of E-flat major, over. (laughs) Today we begin tackling the key of A-flat major. So as I have stressed over and over again, once we move on, we move on. In other words, we do not try to sneak back to the previous keys without anyone looking to simply check out how well we remember the voicings or how well we remember the scales or the arpeggios. Forget it. It's time to move on. I mentioned this point last month, and I want to bring it to your attention once again. If you are truly serious about wanting to improvise, if you are serious about wanting to improve your jazz piano playing, period, which I know you are, then your goal should be to experience as much data as possible. In other words, you have to have a plan in place that allows you to cycle through essential jazz piano skills in all 12 keys. Your jazz journey must always, listen to this, your jazz journey must always be experiencing forward motion as I like to say, forward motion. In other words, you cannot allow grass to grow under your feet. It's funny. You know, the number one reason, after 30 years of teaching experience, I'm going to tell you, the number one reason why people find it difficult to improve their jazz playing, it's because they always practice the same things. They're like a hamster on a wheel. They practice the same things over and over and over and over again and end up simply running in place. They are never pushing forward and moving through the keys as we have set out to do in 2022. 12 months, 12 keys. Now that would be another great t-shirt, right? 12 months, 12 keys. So today, today, we close the books on the key of E-flat major and move on to the key of A-flat major. And as we have done with the previous keys that we have explored this year, key of C, key of F, B-flat, E-flat, we're going to begin harmonically. 
We are going to explore the seven chords of the key of A-flat major, which are A-flat major, B-flat minor, C minor, D-flat major, E-flat dominant, F minor, and G-half diminished. We're going to explore those chords using four specific approaches to voicing each of those chords. Blocks, traditional shells, contemporary shells, and two-handed shapes. And we will then, as we did in the keys of F, B-flat, and E-flat, apply those voicings to various rhythmic comping patterns, which become increasingly more and more challenging each month. Now, I will say this. You can take the various rhythmic comping patterns that we studied in the keys of F, B-flat, and E-flat and play them using the voicings we are about to get under our fingers for the key of A-flat. And not only is that okay, it's a great idea. And you should absolutely be carrying these rhythmic comping patterns forward, again, forward throughout the year as we move through all 12 keys. Now, why is this important? Well, let me tell you. Because the rhythmic comping patterns are not only invaluable when it comes to developing your internal sense of time by being able to play various rhythmic ideas within time, but believe it or not, developing a strong understanding and sense of rhythm is crucial for developing your melodic improvisational skills. So applying the voicings we are about to discover, learn, and play is not only about learning the voicings, it's also about the development of time, our ability to play rhythm harmonically, which is the precursor to being able to play rhythm melodically. See, just as melodic notes flow from our understanding of harmonic structure, in other words, our harmonic vision, as I like to call it, just as melodic notes flow from our understanding of harmonic structure, our ability to see the entire structure of the sound from the root to the 13th, which then allows us to easily recognize the notes outside of the harmony, which are then used to create melodic interest, which is often referred to as tension. Likewise, melodic phrases, rhythm applied to our harmonic vision, flow from our understanding of harmonic rhythm, comping, which is precisely why we use our voicings to develop various rhythmic ideas. Now, that's a lot to mentally digest, but if you take the time to really think through what I just said, then it will transform how you approach what you are trying to do, become an accomplished jazz pianist, and how you execute your approach to accomplish the goal. Think about it. And of course, if you have any questions, let me know. So, today, 
we tackle the key of A-flat major. And the educational agenda for today is as follows. Number one, we begin our key of A-flat major harmonic workout for the month of May. Number two, we are going to play essential harmonic voicings that you need to discover, learn, and play. Block shapes, traditional shells, contemporary shells, and two-handed shapes. Number three, we are going to utilize a swing groove with a variety of tempos, 80, 100, 120, 140. Number four, we are going to explore 12 comping rhythms, focusing on three specific rhythmic patterns. And those rhythmic patterns are eighth, quarter, eighth patterns, dotted quarter, eighth patterns, and eighth dotted quarter patterns. In total, I'm going to introduce you to 12 new rhythmic comping patterns. And we are going to play, number five, we are going to play our rhythmic comping patterns to a classic 2-5-1 progression in the key of A-flat major. Now, if you are a jazz piano skills member, I want you to take a few minutes right now, hit the pause button. I want you to download and print your podcast packets, the illustrations, the lead sheets, and the playlongs. Your membership grants you access to all of the educational podcast packets for every weekly podcast episode. And as I mentioned earlier, you should be using these packets when listening to this podcast episode, and you should be using these podcast packets, of course, when you are practicing. Now, if you are listening to this podcast on any of the popular podcast directories, such as Apple or Google, Amazon, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora, etc., then be sure to go directly to jazzpianoskillspodcast.com to to download your uh, podcast packets. You will find the download links, the active download links, within the show notes. And one final but extremely important note, if you are thinking that the key of A-flat major harmonic workout and the various skills that we are about to discover, learn, and play are over your head, then I would say to you, no worries. Please continue to listen. Continue to grow your jazz piano skills intellectually by listening to this podcast episode. Every new skill is technically over our heads when first introduced. But this is exactly how we get better, right? We place ourselves smack dab in the middle of conversations where we are hearing things that we have never heard before. And as a result, we are forced to grow intellectually. I say it all the time. All musical growth begins upstairs mentally, conceptually before it can come out downstairs physically in your hands. So listen to this podcast lesson now to discover and learn. The play will come in time. I guarantee it. Okay, the very first thing I want to address is the very last page of your lead sheets packet. It's labeled Skill 17. The title of the page is Comping Rhythms. Now, you will notice there are 12 rhythmic patterns labeled letter A through letter L. You will also notice that these rhythmic patterns 
primarily use three rhythmic combinations that I mentioned earlier. The eighth quarter eighth patterns, dotted quarter eighth patterns, and eighth dotted quarter patterns. You will also notice that each of these rhythmic patterns is to be played with the 2-5-1 progression, which is exactly what we are going to do today. Now, do not bypass practicing skills 1 through 16 found in your lead sheets packet. Right? All four voicing types, our blocks, our traditional shells, contemporary shells, and two-handed shapes, should be practiced first without rhythm and as outlined in skills 1 through 16 before tackling skill 17. Now also, be sure to use the play-alongs that are included in your podcast packets. Now obviously, I do not have time in this podcast episode to play through all 17 exercises right, and all 12 of the rhythmic patterns. So I'm going to trust that you do not get the cart ahead of the horse. Practice skills through one, one, skills one through 16 to make sure that you have a handle on each of the four voicings types as applied to the chords found in the key of A-flat major, right? A-flat major 7, B-flat minor 7, C minor 7, D-flat major 7, E-flat dominant 7, F minor 7, and G-half diminished 7. Then, once comfortable with your voicings, turn your attention to developing your comping skills using the voicings as you play the 2-5-1 progression in the key of A-flat major, B-flat minor 7 to E-flat dominant 7 to A-flat major 7. Okay, let's dig in. 2-5-1 progression in the key of A-flat major. So check out rhythmic pattern letter A. Okay, now I'm going to play through this rhythmic pattern as I'm going to do with all 12 today using two-handed shapes. Now you can elect to use whatever voicing shape you prefer at this time, whether they're blocks or traditional shells, contemporary shells, or the two-handed shapes that I'm going to use. Uh, In fact, I would encourage you to play all four of those voicing types using these rhythmic patterns. But today I'm just going to use the two-handed shapes because I'm going to flow from one tempo to the next tempo to the next tempo to the next tempo. Four different tempos. I'm going to start with the tempo of 80, play it for two choruses, nice and slow, so you can digest this rhythmic idea, comping idea. Then the tempo will switch to 100 then for two more choruses, then increase again to 120 for two more choruses, and then finally increase one last time to 140 for the final two choruses. And this is going to be the format that I use for all 12 rhythmic patterns, comping patterns, okay? So you'll get the idea here after you listen to the very first one. So let's bring the ensemble in. Let's listen to letter A. Here we go.
pretty nice, right? Now, a couple things I want to point out. Now, I'm being a little silly, as you'll see, as we go through all 12 of these patterns, that some of these rhythmics, rhythmic ideas played at 120 or 140 uh, can be a little rough, right? A little tough. But, you know, exaggerating, overkill when you're learning something is not a bad idea. So it's not a bad idea to take some rhythmic ideas Practice them at very slow tempos and then practice them at ridiculous tempos, okay? So keep that in mind as we go through these. These these rhythmic or these comping ideas are not necessarily what I would always be playing at 140 or 160 or 180 and so forth. It changes with the uh, variations in tempos. But because we're trying to prove to ourselves that we can dissect these rhythms conceptually and physically and play them and have a command of them, we are intentionally going through various te uh, tempos, even some ridiculous tempos, to play some of these ideas. So with that in mind, let's go on to letter B. We'll bring the ensemble in. Check it out. We have some tied notes in there, so count very carefully. All right, so here we go. Let's, let's see what this sounds like. Here we go. So you can already tell from letter A and letter B, you can visually identify the quarter, I mean, I'm sorry, the eighth quarter, eighth patterns that we are going to uh, really pound hard through all 12 of these rhythmic lines and these comping ideas. And uh, you can also tell that we have eighth notes that are going to be syncopated, that we're going to come in on the offbeat or the back side of the beat as we move through these exercises as well. And speaking of that, we do exactly that in letter C. Check out measure two, check out measure three. We have a single eighth note on the back side of count two, single eighth note in measure two. And then in measure three, we have a single eighth note on the back side of count four. And the entire rhythmic idea. The entire line begins with our eighth quarter eighth pattern. So let's bring the ensemble in. Let's check this out. Again, we have a tied note there in measure one, so count carefully. Here we go. 
to letter D. Again, measures one and two, we deal with that eighth quarter eighth combination. Measure three, check it out. We have the dotted quarter eighth combination. And in measure four, we have some eighth notes that fall on the back side of count one and the back side of count two, right? It should be another fun rhythm. I also want to draw your attention to that a lot of times in comping, which is modeled here in letter D. You'll have a rhythmic idea on the two chord. It's okay to repeat that exact same rhythmic idea on the five chord. Why not? Anything worth stating once is worth stating again. So let's bring the ensemble in and check out letter D. Here we go. Check out letter E. It's going to get a little challenging here, right? In letter E, we have our dotted quarter eighth combinations followed immediately by the eighth quarter eighth combination. And then in measures three, uh, leading into measure four, measure three, we have a lot of syncopation there with eighth notes falling on the and of two, and of three, and of four. Or as I like to say, the back side of two, the back side of three, the back side of four. Once again, I take the same rhythmic idea over the two chord and I play the exact same thing over the five chord. 
So here we go. Let's bring the ensemble in and check this one out. Absolutely love it. All right, check out letter F. Things get a little odd here, right? Now, now we have a eighth dotted quarter combination happening in measure one a couple times, and then again repeating the same idea once again on our five chord an eighth dotted chord dotter <laughs> an eighth dotted quarter note combination, right? And we do the same thing in, in measure three on count one. Another eighth dotted quarter combination repeated twice, followed by some syncopation in count four on the end of one, the end of two, and the end of three. Wow, lots happening in letter F. So thank goodness we're starting at 80 before we ratchet it up to 100, 120, and 140. So let's bring the ensemble in and let's check it out. Here we go. finding these rhythms to be challenging, well, welcome to the club. They're not easy rhythms, right? Anytime we start dealing with uh, eighth notes split with a quarter note drop between them, most people find it to be challenging. Anytime we have dotted 
dotted notes, like a dotted quarter followed by eighth notes, and then reversing that where we have an eighth note followed by a dotted quarter, most people find it challenging when first introduced to them. So if you are indeed in, in that boat, know that you are not in that boat alone. These are not, uh, these are not basic, simple rhythms. Okay, so now look at letter G. We have, again, right there in measure one, it's exactly what I'm talking about. We have a dotted quarter followed by an eighth, and then it flips. The eighth followed by a dotted quarter. Then we have some syncopation in measure two with an eighth note coming in on count, on the back side of two, tied to counts three and four. Over the one chord, we, we repeat the same rhythmic copying idea that we played over the two chord. And then we end it in measure four with a, a pair of traditional eighth notes. Oh my gosh, how refreshing is that? <laughs> right? So here we go. Letter G. Check it out. move on to letter H. And letter H is a prime example of just by eyeballing it. You can look at that and say, man, we're going to play that at 140. Yes, we are. And is that a little bit of overkill? Yes, it is. Is it necessary? Yes, indeed. So as you're learning these rhythms that are not so fundamental and not so easy, as I mentioned earlier, it is a good idea to challenge yourself with various tempos to see how well you track time and are able to execute various rhythmic ideas in time at faster tempos, even if you would not play that way in a real live situation. We are intentionally creating little etudes here that help us develop our comping skills, our understanding of rhythm, and placing those rhythms in the context of time. So letter H, you can see right away, syncopation in measure one, syncopation in measure two, syncopation in measure three, syncopation in measure four. A lot of stuff happening. We have eighth quarter, eighth combinations dropped in there as well. So good luck. Here we go. Let's have a little fun and see what happens. Check it out.
see what I'm talking about? Not easy. Letter H is not easy. Well, none of none of them. Letter A, quite honestly, letter A through letter L, all of these ideas, all of these rhythmic lines and ideas are not easy. So now let's look at letter I. We have a couple quarter notes followed by our eighth quarter eighth combination. We have a really traditional pair of eighth notes on counts one and two and measure two. Check out measure three, though. We got some tied, tied stuff going on in there that's could be a little tricky to count uh, in measures three leading into measures four, measure four. So here we go. Let's bring the ensemble in. Again, we're going to start at a nice slow tempo of 80 for a couple choruses, then 100, 120, and 140. Here we go. look at letter J. It looks like, wow, we're getting a break here, right? This is kind of easy. There's not a lot of, a lot of activity going here in, going on here in letter J, but, but I think the challenge here in letter J is plain silence, is plain silence. You got silence on counts one and two in measure one. Silence counts one and two, measure two. Silence Measure three counts one and two. You know how hard it is to play nothing? You're about to find out because our tendency is to want to anticipate and to come in early. And once we start coming in early, we begin rushing. So silence can be more challenging to play than a lot of notes. So let's bring the ensemble in and check it out and see what happens. Here we go.
right? <laughs> See what I'm talking about? Silence. Hard to play. All right. Now look at letter K. This is more like it. We got a lot of notes in here, not a whole lot of silence. So enough of the silence stuff. But we do have a lot of syncopation. You can see that right away in measures one, measures two. We got our we got our eighth quarter eighth combinations happen combination happening in measure three. We got some more syncopation in measure four, followed by finally on count three, we have a pair of simple eighth notes. Thank goodness. All right, so here we go. Let's bring the ensemble back in and let's have some fun with letter K. to our final comping rhythm line for today, letter L. And of course, why not? We have syncopation happening in measures one, measures two, measures three, right? We have our eighth quarter combinations in measure one. We have a dotted quarter eighth combination in measure three. And then we have our eighth quarter eighth combination in measure four. Why not, right? Let's bring the ensemble in and have some fun with letter L. Here we go.
We've done it again each and every week, right? We unpack an amazing amount of information in one very short and very fast hour. And do not, again, do not underestimate the importance of being able to play rhythmic comping patterns in time using correct jazz voicings. So be completely, totally honest with yourself. If you are unable to play these comping patterns using common rhythmic patterns, which these are common rhythmic patterns in jazz that we just explored today, then then you have no business trying to tackle more challenging rhythms that include more intricate ideas and advanced syncopation. Believe me, we're getting to those as we move throughout the year. In fact, the rhythmic patterns we use today while playing our four voicing types, as I mentioned earlier, allow you to develop your ability to track and feel time. And so often when students struggle with playing jazz, it is because of their inability to successfully track time. In other words, being able to always know where count one is, to know where count two is, count three, count four, and not guess. No guessing. Because the reality is you have a greater chance, and I've said this before many times, you have a greater chance of winning the lottery, being struck by lightning, or leaping tall buildings in a single bound than you do at correctly guessing rhythms in time when playing jazz. It's just not going to happen. So let that sink in and embrace the importance of rhythmic practice in time. And keep in mind, I mentioned this earlier in the podcast as well, our understanding of harmony and rhythm leads to our ability to ultimately improvise melodically. So this is important stuff. Next week, speaking of melodic, next week we jump into a key of A-flat major melodic workout. And of course, I will be introducing some new rhythmic twists for that workout as well. So as I have been stressing every month, hang in there with me this year and you are going to experience a ton of jazz piano growth. You will love, I promise it, you will love where you are musically a year from now. You will feel the difference and most importantly, you will hear the difference in your playing. Once again, I want to encourage all Jazz Piano Skills members to use the podcast packets, the illustrations, the lead sheets, and the play-alongs to guide you as you study and practice. These are educational tools that will help you gain a mastery of the Jazz Piano Skills conceptually, physically, and musically. And as always, be patient. Developing mature professional jazz piano skills takes time. So begin structuring your practice sessions after the playing demonstrations that I modeled for you today in this podcast episode, and you will begin to see, feel, and hear your progress. I guarantee it. Well, I hope you have found this Jazz Panel Skills podcast lesson, exploring the key of A-flat major harmonic workout to be insightful and, of course, to be very beneficial. Don't forget, if you are a Jazz Panel Skills Ensemble member, 
I will see you online Thursday evening at the Jazz Piano Skills Masterclass, 8 p.m. Central Time, to discuss this podcast episode lesson, Exploring a Key of A-flat Major Harmonic Workout, in greater detail, and of course, to answer any questions that you may have about the study of jazz in general. Again, be sure to use the educational podcast packets, the illustrations, the lead sheets, the play-alongs for this podcast lesson, and check out the Jazz Piano Skills courses to maximize your musical growth. Also, make sure you are an active participant in the Jazz Piano Skills community. It's growing every day. So get involved, contribute to the various forums, and make some new jazz piano friends. It's always a great thing to do. As always, you can reach me by phone, 972-380-8050. That's my office number here at the Dallas School of Music. You can always send me an email, drlawrence, drlawrence at jazzpianoskills.com. Or you can send me a little speak pipe message, which is a nifty little widget found throughout the Jazz Piano Skills website. Well, there is my cue. That's it for now. And until next week, enjoy the key of A-flat major harmonic workout. And most of all, have fun as you discover, learn, and play jazz piano.